1: Welcome everyone to Health Media Now, it's November 4th, 2020, great show today, we have with us Michael Collins, and we're going to be talking about sugar addiction, and is it ever, (laughs) I I have to admit I go through it, I go through it at times myself, where I actually have to say, okay, no more, Mm. and then you know, I walk away from it. So a little background on Michael, Uh, 30 years ago he struggled with drug addiction and when he decided to get help, he discovered that people could use sugar, which is really interesting, as a means to cope with the withdrawals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that particular sweet substance, it can be a gateway to a drug in itself. Um, He's the founder of SugarAddiction.com and also Quit Sugar Summit. He's also the board chairman of Food Addiction Institute. And he himself has been sugar-free for 30 years. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That is a (laughs) huge accomplishment, a big accomplishment. And we'll be talking about his his book or books today, depending upon which one he wants to to get into. So welcome Michael. We're so glad you're here.
2: Well thanks for having me. It's an honor. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Well we you um, know I always start out ask I always start out asking my guests how they got on the path that they're that they're on today, but um we've already kind of answered that <laughs> that big question. <laughs>
2: Well, I think if, your folks might want to know the little depth of the question in some in some way, but um, I think I grew sure. up just like everyone else, you know. Um, my mom was a sugar junkie. Her mom died when she was eight years old, and they made this arrangement. They owned a country store across the way, and any time she went in, she could get candy for free, and it was a great thing, but, you know, it really ingrained a habit that she just never could get out of, and there were just so uh-huh. many physical maladies. That she had from it it was just kind of, I mean, I, there's like five or seven of them, maybe ten, I don't know. It was just weight gain and, you know, different. And and in the end, it was Alzheimer's, which they're now, you know, calling diabetes three. And um, so I kind of, you know, then I went down a rabbit hole of sugar, of uh, alcohol and drug addiction. But honestly, my first drug. There's a great video on the YouTube on Eric Clapton. He says. And Ed Bradley from 60 Minutes. Now, they're sitting in his $7 million Antigua Treatment Center, right? And he said, Ed Bradley says, so, Eric, this uh, addiction thing, it all started with heroin, right? And, and Eric Clapton goes, no, Ed, it started with sugar. And Eric Clapton, yeah. the famous guitar saying, I used to eat bread and butter sandwiches when I was a kid, anything that would change my state. And we used to eat bread and butter sandwiches, you know, bread and butter and sugar sandwiches, right? So you just sprinkle the sugar on the bread and butter. Anyway, uh. and, you know fast forward, right? So I got sober at 28. I mean, I went in for the big party, but I really believe sugar was the original gateway drug. I realized it was changing my state, and I couldn't really tell back then, but I knew alcohol changed my state. I could talk to girls and what have you. So I just, (laughs) uh, you know, I went to a few of those meetings, and man, it was everybody, sugar, nicotine, caffeine. It was just a smoky kind of smorgasbord of other stuff. And I was a little bit of a, trying to be a healthy guy or a health nut and uh, started to gain weight real fast. And, you know, I, I didn't eat anything but pizza, pasta, ice cream, you know, whatever. Okay. So I did a little research, you know, and uh, like you say, about 30 plus years ago, I, I know because my kids are twins are 31. They've never had sugar in their life. So, or they didn't excuse me when they were young, they have since, but, um, uh, you know, when they were young. So it's over 30 years ago now that I quit sugar and started to do this research. But I, you know, I, I had a regular life. I had a regular business job, career, everything was the normal. But I, all, my kids always used to say, Dad, you should write a book about sugar. And so about 10 years ago, I picked up the domain and I started doing this infor- this work. And and basically, I've been doing it ever since and full time for the last four years, three, four years. So that's the well, short that's the, that's the That's the radio yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big passion.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something I'm very passionate about.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, sugar's in everything. It's just in everything. Yeah.
2: So I don't know well, how I mean, you raised your twin without it. Well, the funny part is if they never had it, they don't know what it is. You know, when you, you ever see the kids in the grocery store where they're screaming at the top of their lungs inside the basket trying to get to the candy? And uh-huh. um, my kids used to build it with blocks. They, they had no idea what it was. They really didn't. It was kind of funny. Huh. They, would, they would just kind of start playing yeah. with the colored blocks, you know.
1: Yeah, but, but, they, knew, but they knew fructose from
2: fruit. Yeah, back then we did do they did did uh, fruit and so they knew uh-huh. sweet you know but they just didn't uh-huh. know the candy the ice cream yeah. the cake yeah uh huh yeah.
1: cookies all of that
2: cookies yeah it just fruit wasn't juices. in the house fruit. yeah fruit juices they didn't know any of that stuff so
1: yeah I I Go remember ahead. as a child I was punished for an entire summer I couldn't have any sweets mm. at all I don't wow. actually remember what it was I did but whatever <laughs> <laughs> you survived right I did although I remember my my dad actually snuck me something at a birthday party I mean that was a little that was a little too much to take me to somebody's birthday party where I couldn't right. have anything
2: you know. <laughs> well that's where we came. that's basically I remember it like it was yesterday we were at a roller skating rink you know for the umpteenth time at another kid's birthday party and the cake and ice cream came out, and both of them—they're twins—they, you know—they craned their head, looking at me like as to say, "Dad, can I this time?" You know. Uh-huh. And I just caved in. And for that time period, for from six to about, you know, when they got out of the house, they—we never had it at the house, but they had it, um, you know, outside birthday parties and what have you. So. Sure. I think we had to loosen up a little, or they'd rebel, right? Isn't that that's uh-huh. it? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where did well, sugar where where did um humanity start with sugar? I'm sure you must know the oh, history of it. You're
2: you're asking my favorite question there. This is like uh the history of what we, you know, how, I always figure if you got to know how, how we got in this mess, you want to study how, you know, get out, excuse me, how you get out of this mess. You want to study how we got in this mess, right? Uh huh. And so back in the day, you know, it, it originated in Southeast Asia and India and stuff. And it was really difficult to process back then with no machinery and everything. So it was really a treat for kings and queens, basically. It was very little. It was like a spice or a condiment, you know, and uh, very few people had it. And so that went on for, you know, till the 15th, 16th century. There was few people that were wealthy enough then to get a large supply. But then, you know, basically the whole thing started in earnest um, when during the slave trade in the 1600s. The empty boats would leave England, go to Africa, pick up slaves, go to the Caribbean and and South America and, and the southern United States and pick up uh, uh, rum and molasses and sugar. And then they would go back to England. It grew the largest empire in the world at that time, bigger than El Chapo ever dreamed of. You know, I mean, they started annexing countries all over the world. They just grew into a financial powerhouse on the backs of slavery and sugar, right? And so we went from five pounds a year to 150 pounds a year in about a two or 300-year period. And the body really just was never meant to eat this much sugar. It's just not uh, something. Like if you think about it, um, the fruit stuff, even the fructose, you know, there's no bodily function uh, that requires fructose. And there's no fructose in nature that's poison. So we're attracted to it, but we're attracted only to the ones that are, you know, seasonally. Like once a year we would get it. Or if you you wanted to risk getting stung, you would get some, you know. Uh, in a beehive. Yeah, that's
1: very true. And that, I never thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah, It grows It grows yeah. on the trees for a certain period of time or the vines are, it's not year-round.
2: Yeah, and a baby is attracted to it because mother's milk is sweet. And so, but, you know, this is a toxic drug. At this point, the process, think of the processing it goes through. It's a white granular powdered substance that, you know, if you're having five pounds a year, no big deal. But when you're doing, the average person does 20 teaspoons of, a day. And if you're overweight or, you know, you got a sweet tooth, you're doing 30, 40 teaspoons a day. And the dose makes the poison. You know, you're just never clear of this product. And look, the science is very clear now. I mean, from the physical body, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, uh, even Alzheimer's, I mean, it's coming into focus that this is the cause of a lot of these things. And, you know, I, we focus on the mental part, which is, I believe, the other side of the molecule, the fructose side of the molecule for your re, for your listeners. You know, the sugar molecule is half fructose and half glucose, but the fructose affects your brain, it affects your nucleus accumbens, your brain reward system, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, GABA, even your adrenals, right? And so, you know, it, it just, we're... Look, we're in the middle of the beginning of a tectonic societal shift like bathroom uh, you know like condoms and bathrooms drinking and driving smoking in public places you know that kind of things seatbelts in cars where the science says hey this isn't working societally anymore and now we're you know we're just at the beginning of that process to to change it and you know a lot of people aren't on board yet and a lot of people are suffering you know, just spend five minutes in my inbox, you'd know that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of sad, really. Three people, two and three hundred pounds overweight, losing limbs, yeah. going blind, and they still can't yeah. quit. Doctor said so you're going to die. You're going to die. Diabetes. You're going to get another leg amputated. Uh-huh. Or, but and they still call me like I can't put the stuff down. So if that's not addiction, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not right not, but I know. You understand what I'm saying? Well,
1: it's interesting you bring up the connection between the sugar and the Alzheimer's because um, sure. I have a friend who's who's you know been overweight forever, and and I found out that sugar is is in the diet on a daily basis. Um, you know, morning cereal full of sugar, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the refrigerator is just all fruits, no vegetables ice creams. <laughs> you know, right. Alcohol. Sure. And sure. and you know the dementia has set in. So, mm. you know, I recommended that that stuff be cut back and that protein was really important at this point. <laughs> right? Right. And there's actually yeah. been some improvement. There has been some improvement in the in the functioning of the brain.
2: Oh, I believe it. I mean, that's one of the things people, we got a saying around our little groups, you know. We come for the vanity and we stay for the sanity because, you know, people come for weight loss. That's really the number one thing they want is weight loss, if they think, but then they realize their brain fog clears up. I'll tell you a sad story. My mom, as I said, was a sugar junkie, but um, and she was a brilliant woman, brilliant, you know, and, uh, advanced, you know, a very uh, successful career and everything. Back when, you know, women's careers were not that big, you know, weren't that popular. So anyway, uh-huh. when she when she started to get Alzheimer's, the same story as your friend, like there was no filter and she wouldn't and could, we wouldn't have to struggle to get her to eat real food. The only thing she wanted was sugar products. She was like, uh-huh. you know, that was what the draw, the physical draw was. There was no desire for any kind of, like you say, protein or any kind of healthy foods. It was just sugar, and you know, and there was enough people around—nieces you know, and nephews and and, and everybody—the spoiler for it. But you know, yeah, it's it's kind of sad to watch up close. It's, it really is. It's tough. So,
1: what do you recommend to your clients, et cetera, on how to get out of the sugar addiction
2: mode? Yeah, you know, that's an excellent question, and it's, uh, you know, it, when, I first, I, when I first started this, it was kind of part-time, but I, I really, literally, I paid people, and I, and I got the best information on the planet, most up-to-date information on sugaraddiction.com, and I would put it out for free, I, and, and I would help, you know, people, anybody that talked to me, I would tell them about it. Well, that just... I mean, we went on for five or six years, and nothing really happened. I mean, few people would get off the sugar and whatever they were they just read the information. but you can research this information online anywhere. you can get the information it 's all out there and what we found about three or four years ago is that we had to create a vessel, we had to create a community, we had to create a structure where people could have community and connection because we're still the early adopters. We're still, I call them the canaries in the coal mine. We're we're the people who are, you know, we understand it and we want to do something about it, but we live in a society that is just soaked in sugar for every holiday from birth to death and everything in between. So um, the connectivity that we created, which was forums, uh, Facebook groups, Zoom meetings daily, all of these kind of vessels that people can... You know, talk about this. You know, because a lot of times the spouse is not on board, the family's not on board. It's a mom; she has got to cook for the kids, got to you know cook for all that kind of stuff. So, the answer to the question really is the opposite of addiction is connection. It's you know, it's a community. It's it's belonging to something bigger than yourself. Especially in this day and age when we're really early adopters, we're new. The society is new to this idea and. Look, you say you're quitting drinking, they'll say, oh, that's good. You're quitting smoking, oh, great job. You say you're quitting sugar, and they're like, what the heck? You know why? You know, Kevin Cookie is only one. You know, you don't get that much support. So, and you know, they, I guess they don't extrapolate it out. They don't take it to the next level. And because sugar, you can have the 20, 30 years, you gain a couple pounds a year, you don't get your di- diabetes diagnosis for 20 or 30 years, you think it's not a big deal, but. At the end of the day, you know, we know when people reach their 40s and 50s and 60s, it starts to show up big time. So anyway, that's the that's the short version. Again, I I have these condensed radio versions that I can tell folks to, you know, if they're if they're willing. People ask me what's my business model. I say I sort for people that are ready. Because if you're not ready to do this, there's no sense. You know, we can't we can't carry you there. You, you've got to be ready. You've got to realize that. That you've got to have done some of your own research and think that you know sugar's a problem in your diet and in, in your health pursuits of health, you know. True. So,
1: well, you know. that's it's it's interesting because you you take a similar approach that um, alcoholics when they go to their AA meetings. Exactly. Or or the, exactly. or the the drug addicted people that go to their I don't know what those are called but.
2: Um narcotics and uh-huh, uh-huh, it's kind of all the same it's all the same, and it's really the only thing that's proven to work it's peer peer recovery peer peer to peer recovery and uh you know it's funny that the the covid thing has really accelerated all functions of online meetings and so and that's exactly True. what happened to us and uh you know, the underlying stuff with COVID has been diabetes, a weight, heavy weight, you know, those metabolic syndrome kind of stuff, and the sugar sales are way up. People are, you know, drinking a lot more, smoking a lot more. Oh, that's you know, true. taking other drugs. That's so true. Right? Well, the sugar yes. and the baking, you know, the it was like, yeah, we ran out of toilet paper, but did you check the flour and the sugar aisles? There was none of that at the beginning either, so... Because people were just buying up their supplies. So Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to be the anti candy man. You know, it, it really is. It's not a uh, it's not a job that is that fun. It's kinda of, I imagine it's kinda of like a dentist who has to give the bad news, but you can't I can't hide it. You know, the kids are the worst part. I just. it hurts my heart to watch an obese child because, you know, kids can be mean and if you grow up that way and you're using this product for uh, you know to to be just to feel a little bit better about yourself for a little bit of time then you know it, it leads to a lifetime of, of of pain and misery so that's why we do this what we do so
1: well what do you recommend to people um you know getting off sugar because it's it's you know like we talked about before we went on the air it's in
2: everything mm yeah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> um, it, 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 there's an eternal vigilance necessary, really, genuinely. It, it, there, The abstinence part of this, at least we call it at the beginning, I call it the gift of 90 days, the gift of 30 days. We have this little system where we give uh, bronze medals for 30, silver medals for 60, and a gold medal for 90 days. And the reason we do that is because we're just looking to see I call it adulting right I, I say, look, you would you know do what a doctor told you you would do like if somebody told you you couldn't have steak for you know thirty days or ninety days, you'd do it, you wouldn't like it, you know it'd be hard, but you wouldn't do it. you would do it, but when they say sugar is so you know there that that physical and mental and emotional crutch that 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 need to have it comes rear in its ugly head. So we just ask them to try it, you know, to just to try abstinence for that 30, 60, 90. And then you make the decision. You, you make a decision if that's something that you want to do. Most of our folks will get off of it and then their, their, their consumption will be way down and they'll have a, something on their birthday and something at the holidays. But after a while, if, you know, we have a body that's clean and clear of the stuff your skin clears up, you're sleeping better, you know, your brain fog is lifted. And obviously weight loss is hard to hide. You can't really, you know, it's and you know, there's so many benefits that most people don't want to risk it. And what happens, we call these folks retreads and in, in a loving kind of way, they, you know, they go out and they experiment, right. They'll, they'll have 90 days, they'll lose 30 pounds They'll, um, you know, their skin will look better. They're doing better with their brain and everything. And then they'll disappear for a while. And then they'll come back and they'll explain that they were out doing research and development, that they gained 20 more pounds back. And so most everyone who tries this adulting thing where they just do it for 30 or 60 or 90 days, their decision usually is to stay off it for a you know for a while and see if they can heal up. So we don't like it's not a boot camp or anything. There's no rules, uh-huh. but we try and make them aware by actually physically having experience with the product or without the product uh, to see what happens. So that's that's that's, a good the, that's the short yeah that's the short version.
1: So what happens if, you know, you go off sugar and then you have to go, well, social events these days are not very mm-hmm. large. Um,
2: right.
1: You know, how, what do you do to keep yourself from that temptation of those
2: goodies that they
1: serve or have around?
2: You're, you're asking absolutely all the right questions. And these are exactly the same questions that I get all the time. Is that? And we have four modules to our core lessons if you will and one of them is exactly this 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 training you need to be social again both with your family and with your workmates or schoolmates or whatever and out in the world and it's hard there's no doubt about it because as I mentioned before people are just not up to speed on this and they you know so we've got a lot of tips and tricks we've got restaurant chef cards that you hand the servers and the chefs we've got Little, little tips, that you know, what to eat, eat before a party, bring dishes, I mean, all kind of little stuff, especially the holidays. We're instituting a buddy system uh, this year. Uh, we, we fell down a little at Halloween, but we realized was we had so many relapses and folks struggled over Halloween that we, uh. yeah, for Thanksgiving, we, we decided we're going to have a buddy system. Now it's part of the process, and it's not that bad because almost almost everyone goes in and out, back and forth a little bit at the beginning, right? It takes a little bit of time. This is a big shift in their culture, their you know their interaction, as you're saying, with others, um, and in uh-huh. their own life. So um, it does take a little bit of time before people get to the other side and make a decision that. You know, they'll try and make a year. And we've got plenty of people with a year and two years and three years, and they've lost and fallen to a right-sized body. And, you know, literally I've gotten people off of every kind of medicine you can think of, from uh, diabetes. We've had people go into remission from diabetes. We've had people get off all SSRIs. It it just is very, very common now. But it does take, like I said before, kind of an internal vigilance at the beginning to get yourself that 30 60 90 days off of the stuff. Sure. I yeah. found
1: what what works for me is if I am out in a social situation and you know we're having a meal and then dessert is dessert is ordered.
2: Right. right. Um, the
1: pressure, the pressure there is just really big time so oh, I understand. I'll just take I'll just take sure. a spoon and I'll just have a taste. That's it. And then I'll just tell everybody, sure. you know, I went off sugar, so I'm just having a taste.
2: Perfect. Perfect. That's great. You yeah. know, yeah, it's hard. It, it and the and, and people and the pushers come out, you know. But I do uh-huh. I, I I like to remind folks that after a while, like again, weight loss is hard to hide. Um, people become your champion. They start to tell their friends and the people around you, No, she doesn't have you know, and they're 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 your best uh you know, cheerleaders or what have you. And so and after a while, too, you start to realize this is a, like a social training of sorts. It's really weird. But what happens is you start to realize that people don't care. They really genuinely don't care. There's a few kind of a keto kind of um, deflection moves that you can just deflect the, you know, the, the sugar pushers and the, and the, the strange questions. And you do it kind of firmly, but always with a good sense of humor. And you know, people never ask a second time. And it it takes a while because at the beginning you're craving it anyway, so you're easy to pu- you're easy to push over. But then after a while, you know, you're um, you're more confident, and you can say, Ah, oh, no thanks, no thanks. I gave up sugar for this week or this month, or the doctor says I can't. Uh-huh. Know, some people tell a little white little white lie or whatever. You know. So. Yeah, so it can be done, and it's it's not impossible. It's just it, it takes a little bit of focused energy.
1: I've always wondered what what would be a sugar withdrawal. What kind of a symptom would would someone have?
2: Yeah, that's a big one, and people are shocked. You know, they really are. Um, so here's the, I think the. It's kind of a a trajectory, if you will. Um, And we've done so many sugar detoxes that it falls within about the same days that I'm about to describe for you, for almost everyone. Unless your habit is really severe, you're a couple hundred pounds overweight, your mother was into sugar and she was overweight. And so as a baby and even in a woman, you've you've been an overweight baby. I mean, we have a pandemic of overweight six months old, right? So it's very plausible. But the withdrawals are in the first few days. The first day is a grace day. It's weird. Nothing happens. You're like, wow, I can do this. And then about the second day, <laughs> you start to get these headaches. And it also comes, you know, we, we ask people to get off of um, caffeine too if they can because it raises blood sugar and just, and they're always used to gather a lot. Um, it's not required, but it does help. And so about the second or third day, you have these massive pounding headaches, and you're starving all the time. Like literally around the clock for almost two or three weeks, you're you're just always hungry. And it's because you're used to eating not so nutrient-dense food, but a lot of it, pasta and pizza and that kind of stuff, bread. And so you're hungry all the time. It feels like you're hungry. Which is more of an indication that your the, the, your food system, your stomach, and your mouth have been hijacked by this drug, right and, and the, at the, you know then and, and as you keep progressing past days seven and eight, one of the things that is the most difficult for people to get beyond is that they are a slightly depressed, okay They're blue, they're down. And here's the reason because you we have been manually manipulating our dopamine rece- our dopamine our nucleus accumbens, our uh, norepinephrine, our GABA, our serotonin, with a drug, and it's literally scientific proof. Scientific proof. It's called down-regulated. The, the, the neurotransmitters are down-regulated. They're thinned out. There's less of them. So you need the sugar to get a jolt, not to feel better, but to just get back to even when you're using the stuff. So when you stop, you are literally you don't have any system with the exception of exercise to help that um healing uh progress. And so sometimes, especially if you had a heavy caffeine habit because it affects the same stuff, it takes, you know, literally weeks of this kind of depressed feeling, um, like the like the world's gonna end, uh, the impending doom. It really models oh, a, a mild depression. Yeah, it models a mild depression. And like I said, we've done hundreds of thousands online, but hundreds in person of these, uh, these withdrawals and the same pretty much for a lot of people, the same thing happens. So we just beg them to try and we can't diagnose, obviously, but, you know, that there's nothing probably physically wrong with you and just give it 30 days and you'll start to recover. The sun will start to come out again and shine and, and you'll feel much better. And try and get at least some walking and that much exercise. Hydrate uh-huh. well, drink, get some electrolytes, which is just as simple as some salt and some water, and and try and just get through the first thirty days with the, uh, you know, uh, the, the 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 blue feelings. And then at the other side, it's almost like another world. Really, people have said things like, "I never knew I could feel this good," um,
0: uh-huh. and they're not,
2: it's they're not controlled by that. That need to ingest something just to get through a situation or whatever. So, yeah, no. Uh, the reason that I think, uh, because sh- sugar is so ubiquitous and you know damn near free, you, you you never really get a chance unless there's a focused energy with a group, another group of people. You never get a chance to uh, see what life can be like on the other side because you're just never off the stuff for much, for a very long uh. days. So you're not even. You know. So we just try and get sure. them that focus thirty, sixty, ninety. Huh. So, yeah,
1: it's a... Are your um are your books uh, a guide to help people get started?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, a, a sugar book on detox? the website. Yeah, absolutely. We've and got what a book is your website? website? It's your website Sugaraddiction.com. Okay. Sugaraddiction.com. And just forward okay. slash book or it's right there right there on the front page and you get a free copy of it. It's a digital copy. I mean you can buy it on Amazon, the paperback if you want. But uh, Okay. Yeah. It's uh it's free on the website. Well, that's good to so, know. Yeah, yeah. we Was want there to get anything the else out. We want to get that. Anything done. else you'd well, we like, like to learn 30- part? yeah we do have a thirty day challenge It's really been exciting we've uh we've we have a online app where you it's on your phone and every day I come into your inbox with a video between uh ten and twenty minutes and we've got other videos there and we've got oh, that's uh, great but, yeah that's been the most successful thing we've ever done that has been because you get with, you know a group of people. Uh, you get with a group of people, both in the forums and the daily Zoom meetings, where you can just plug in and and talk to somebody who's been, you know, walked in your moccasins kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's the 30-day challenge. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun too, actually. Honestly, folks have a, a good time. We've got about uh just shy of 7,000 people now in a private forum group, and. We have a an anniversary, two or three every single day, thirty sixty ninety a year you know six wow. yeah, they're succeeding so that it's, is it's great, getting exciting you
0: know, yeah, yeah it's
2: getting exciting, thanks, yeah, no, it's getting well, exciting it's wow. yeah i'm looking looking to see that
1: you know well, I think you're folks doing are, great work
2: well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that,
1: yeah, really great work. So listeners, um, I've been talking with Michael Collins and he has a website called sugaraddiction.com. You can pretty much find whatever you need there. And then Mm -hmm. if you want a printed copy of his free book that's located there, you can buy it off of Amazon. And then if you're interested in any of his programs, you can also reach him through the website.
2: Yeah, sugaraddiction.com, sure.
1: Okay. They can send an email to you?
2: Yeah, they can always reach me at uh, mike at com, sure.
1: Okay. Well, thanks yep. so much for being here. Oh, you've given well, us a for lot to think me. about.
2: No, I've enjoyed it. This is great. Keep yeah. up the good work. The more health podcasters and radio show hosts we have, the better we're going to be, right?
1: Well, now. If we can enrich just one life, it's totally worth it to me.
2: Exactly. I agree. I agree with that philosophy for sure.
1: So take care. Continue on with the great work, Michael Collins.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. That wraps up our show for today. We'll be back again next week. We always have fantastic guests and fantastic information. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com. Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?